What's happening guys? We are back with episode 7 of the Songwriters Lounge podcast where we feature music from every continent of the world. We feature discussions, questions sent in by you guys um, and we just have a lot of fun. Every week. Fun. Every, every week. week. And check out Tom's new t-shirt, guys. Got some merch, you guys. T-shirts are in. merch. <laughs> what are you saying? What, what are you that? saying? That's looking pretty sweet. Yeah, they're nice and they're comfortable. So we'll, we'll leave you links soon, guys. Yeah, you can definitely. Get one for yourselves. I mean, I'm not going to get one for a wee while because it's got to sail across the ocean for me. But uh, I'll get one eventually, <laughs> I'm sure. I'll get one eventually. Yeah, you've got to earn it, mate. <laughs> you've got to earn it, so... I'm doing a lot of doing a lot of uh, begging on a daily well, basis to Tom. Well, yeah, we've got the jackets as well. That Andy we've got the jackets, though. Yeah, so had his photo shoot earlier on this week. I did. So I got um, I got jackets made in Scotland, and Tom got t-shirts made in the USA. And we thought that's a great idea, so that then we have to charge ourselves ridiculous <laughs> costs to send them to each other. Yeah, I wondered <laughs> why I mean, the t-shirt company wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, but they look pretty sweet, and I, I was—it uh, was a perfect wet Scottish weekend to take the the raincoat out for its first test drive, and what a test drive it was! There we Trust go. Me. If it I works, was, that's good. I mean, it was soaking, but I was wet inside, which the jacket, of course, <laughs> uh, I was outside. <laughs> of, course, the of course, <laughs> yeah. So, um, aye, it was good. It was good, and it's good to cool, like kind of walk around and represent the the brand and stuff. So. Um, yeah, hopefully we'll get you guys some uh, some ability to to get your hands on some of that stuff soon. Yeah, well, just look out for it, guys, because it's coming. It's coming. It's it's coming. And uh, cool. what have you been up to, man, this week? Well, to be honest, like um, not a lot. Like my my fiance luckily just got a new job, which is fantastic because unfortunately, just to sign the times of COVID, she lost her job. So. Um, that's been great news, but we're now rushing around mad to try and find the new wee puppy that we've got a, a home while we're both going to be at work. Because obviously at the moment she's just full time in and, and training them and everything. So that's that's kind of interesting. But uh, apart from that, we're we're just kind of plodding on. What about you? Yeah, same mate, to be honest. Just uh, trying to find the motivation to finish one of the three songs I've been working on. It's just, you good, know, good. melody is not my strong point. At times, I have to be really be in the mood for it. And that's just, I've got the music down. I just need melody. And as soon as I have that, then the pre-production and demo are done. I just need to find singers to sing on the tracks. So, yeah, everything's good. Everything's Any good singers on this out there, guys? <laughs> yeah, please let me know. I need to find some. Please DM us because Tom needs you on his track. So. <laughs> exactly. And, the Songwriters uh, Lounge X Factor is starting soon. <laughs> well, if you haven't caught it, Andy's got a new track out and... By the time this podcast is is out, then our vocal chop video is out, as we've been yes. speaking about in many, yeah, many episodes. And he's <laughs> very kindly done a vocal chop and how to how to achieve a really great sound of vocal chop in five minutes. So and definitely look out for that. And it is that quick, guys. Uh, you know, I, I did it live on the when I was filming it, and I, I I'd kind of lost my old vocal chop method from when I built like the actual vocal chops in that exact song that I've just released. So I thought, well, what a, what a better time than to just literally build something on the spot while I'm demonstrating how to do it. So I've came up with a completely different vocal chop from the same method. 
um, and it's you know I get it across to you hopefully within that five minutes and and show you just how simple it is. So any kind of aspiring producers, songwriters out there who want that kind of effect, give it a spin and and see if you can do it, and then send it send it into us, and we'll we'll have a listen. Please do, cool. please do, and you know um, our friends down in Nashville at Jet Tracks are always on hand if you need an instrumental track to sing on or rap over. They do beats, fully produced instrumentals and they're you know they're professional songwriters producers as it is so you know the tracks they're delivering is top 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 quality this segment of the songwriters lounge podcast is sponsored by jettracks.com jettracks is a music marketplace for professionally produced instrumental tracks and beats which are ready for you to add your lyrics and melodies to today the tracks are produced by top producers and they are designed for artists and songwriters to use their own music once your song is done you can pitch it to other artists or release it by yourself Best of all, JetTracks.com has tracks in just about every genre, including pop, hip-hop, country, Americana, you name it, they've got it. Having demos of your songs can be expensive, and you're never sure if they'll turn out the way you want them to. But at JetTracks, you can search to find your sound ahead of time and save time and money on production costs. Head over to JetTracks.com and start searching today. So we'll leave links in the description for you to check that out too. Cool, cool. So let's go into our artist spotlight section of the show straight away and we're starting off with a really strong song. So it's from Jamie Floyd from the USA and this is her song called New Girl. Hi, it's Jamie Floyd and you're listening to the title track of my brand new EP, New Girl. Once it starts sinking, it won't stop sinking and it ain't no fun down here. And out with the old and in with the new girl Your heart's not something he's worried about Once it starts hurting, it won't stop hurting Believe me then or believe me when he pulls the crazy card Cause that's just how we all are You'll know you're not that Guitar. I like that. <laughs> that's that's been a, a really positive aspect of a lot of songs that yeah. we've listened to lately. This People slide are guitar. Loving the slides. <laughs> it is. I mean, you can hear from the track how talented she is. And I just wanted to yeah. speak a little bit about Jamie because she is extremely accredited. And I'm going to take a deep breath because this is a lot of information to take in, Breathe guys. In. Breathe in. So, <laughs> Jamie is a Grammy nominated songwriter, which is, I mean, amazing. As yep. it is. Her new EP, which features this track, New Girl, made its debut at number six on the iTunes country music chart, which is awesome. This is really cool. She co-write she co-wrote Kesha's current single, Resentment. And I'm sure yes. we all know who Kesha is. Oh, we do. Um, and this this is one that I know Andy loves. She's currently in the middle of writing all of the original music for the upcoming Broadway musical, The Kingsway. So she's oh. literally 
writing a Broadway musical. A Broadway musical. Oh, that, my dream. It's how you know you have talent right there. That's is. when you know you've made it, yeah. <laughs> she has also written songs recorded by country music giants Miranda Lambert, Brian McKnight, Ronnie Dunn of Brooks and Dunn, Ashley Monroe, Hayden Panettiere, Kelly Pickler, and many, many more. That's just a few of them. And her songs have featured on hit TV shows such as Nashville and Finding Carter. And again, I'm sure you've all heard of those, even watched them. I yeah. binge-watched Nashville a while ago. Um, she also co-wrote and recorded the entire 12-song official major motion picture soundtrack for Burt Reynolds' last movie, The Last Movie Star, which stars Burt Reynolds, Ariel Winter, and Chevy Chase. And she actually also cameoed in that movie. She had no a way. small role. Yeah, so that's awesome, isn't it? That's class. And uh, last thing, which is... But this is what I love because I love this venue. She's performed at the Grand Old Opry. And if you love country music, you know what the Grand Old Opry is. And we're just thrilled to have Jamie on the show and be listening to one of her tracks because, yeah, as you can tell by that small clip, it's so good straight away. And right off the bat, I just want to say how much I love the guitar tone straight mm. away. As soon as it comes in, it's like, oh, I like that so much. Just awesome awesome just it sounds to me like it's uh like a vox ac30 because it's like just about coming in it's like just distorting over the line which is a really fine line and the ac30 <laughs> does that well and fun fact of the day is brian may from queen uses a vox ac30 well he actually uses a wall of vox ac30s but yeah, yeah. if it's good enough for brian may it's good enough for anyone and class it's just one of the best amps you can get, especially for this kind of tone, and they just dialed it in beautifully. I'm impressed that you picked that up. Like, I would never be able to listen to a guitar tone and be like, oh, that's a Marshall or an orange amp. Like, oh, yeah, it, it sounds to me like it's a Vox AC30 that's just cool. distorting, and it, it's beautiful, really is. And I wanted to move along to the, the vocal performance and melody. I know that Andy's the lyric man, so I'm not. I'm going to touch upon the lyrics a little bit, but I'll let him <laughs> really dive in. And I just want to say how much I love the melody. From the get-go, it's so catchy, and it moves. So it, it takes lots of interesting turns, the melody. Not like, this is how you can tell when someone's a really good songwriter, is the melody is kind of unusual, but so good. Mm. And, you know, the lyrics are just, they're just they're storytellers lyrics and that's like yeah. the biggest compliment i can give you there's there's one line that i i wanted to pull out of there it's once he starts cheating he won't stop cheating the one before me had dark hair too just like you it's like oh that, that line Shivers. alone tells you Shivers. exactly what the song's about yeah and totally. What I like about songwriters like Jamie is they can really paint a picture of the story so when you listen to it you you can, as you, you as the listener develop faces for the characters in the story of the song, which is like yes. you, you know what I mean. It's just one of those yes, things. Like totally. when she sings it, I'm like I can I can see like the dark hair silhouette. I can follow the story completely, and you can see the episode in Nashville. <laughs> exactly, you can. <laughs> that would come up from it. Yeah, and it's just what a fantastic song. We'll leave links in the description. It'll be in our Spotify playlist as usual. Totally. But you've got to check out the entire song because the whole song is amazing. And I couldn't speak any highly of the track 
than saying that. It's like, yeah, what a wonderful storyteller, amazing song. And like every week, Andy and I try and take something that we might have added to this to the songwriting session or production booth if we were there, mm-hmm. just to give you like an idea of what different people can bring to different different elements of the music. And just I had to run through this track with a fine tooth comb to find something that I would have added or maybe changed or just add, like interpreted your own ideas. But for me, the, the symbol in the chorus could have been tamed slightly, a slightly washy. But again, it's hyper, hyper critical. It's just something that I would have checked out if I was in the booth and just maybe usually when, again, symbols are so hard. I've said it a million times. Symbols are so hard to tame. <laughs> usually you have to go in with the tiniest EQ notches Usually when I do it, it's around like the six to 700 hertz, maybe three to 4K, 12K. All have like little notches taken out and there's plugins like Soothe. I don't know if you've heard of Soothe, it's by a company called Oak Sound, but they, Good plug-in. it's like a yeah. dynamic processor compressor thing that kind of takes that harsh resonance away from things, resonance suppressing. So super, super good plugin, but again, You'd never notice it unless I had to listen to it a few times. But mm. I love the song, really, really do. I know I say it every week and every song, but the quality is just so good that we're listening to. Yeah. And um, another totally. great thing about Jamie is she has her own songwriting workshop where she'll work with you on your songs and develop your ideas. And as you can tell, she's highly, highly accredited, Grammy nominated, Say No More. And she's been kind enough to offer Songwriters Lounge listeners 10% off. So all you need to do is go to www.songtherapyonline.com, use code Songwriters Lounge, and away you go, right in your next hit, and getting someone like Jamie to listen to it. So that's no enough for me. I'm not going to yeah. ramble on anymore. Andy, <laughs> what do you think? No, I loved the hard panned instrumentation. I think in this track in particular, I really like the sense of space that the track had, particularly at the start when it's just, she's building that kind of raw emotion and setting the, the quite dark tone of this of this story, you know. And what, what what was quite unusual for me is, see the drums, they were very like hard panned in, my, in the right channel um, in that verse, which I don't really tend to come across that very much. Usually your drums are quite standard, you know, you've got your kick and your snare down the absolute middle for that kind of mono compatibility. But what it did do was moved everything out away from her voice. So you just got like that absolute clarity. There was no overlapping there because there was nothing there to overlap. So it was quite good as well because I quite liked the the way it, it made me think that I was standing watching the band or, you know, right in front of me and all their different positions as if, you know, I was looking at them in the studio and the drums were over in the right corner electric guitar that you hear at the very start was in your left corner she was right yeah. in front of you in the mic Hard and that, that kind of yeah yeah it's, it's so I, I really like that sense of space um and that that the reverb that, that everything used really kind of it just gave it that depth and that like real kind of that really live performance feel um really liked the close harmonies in her build so vocally she does these kind of harmonies as she she starts to build that drive just before it kind of climaxes in the the little snippet that we that we played. But her close harmonies there are a bit they're a bit odd, but not in a negative way. They're like they're very very well matched to like her lead vocal line, but they're 
they're not like your typical just like thirds and fifths. I think they're quite like intricate. That's what came across anyway. Love the slide guitar. As you know, we're a big <laughs> fan of the slide always, guitar. Always, always. I don't know if you got this, but do you think that the slide guitar was double? There was like, it was the same slide guitar, but there was like two in the middle. So for me, I don't know if it's me imagining things. I could be wrong here, but there was like two slide guitar um, audio of the, you know, the same kind of thing. Yeah. So it had that kind of natural phasing effect as well, which I quite liked. It was very um, thick, so you could be yeah, right there. Yeah. yeah, so, again, I could be wrong, but that's just what I picked up. Lyrics, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, guys. So, um, very, very clear picture of the warning asshole ahead type scenario where she's just like, this guy, don't touch him with a barge pole because he will, he will just, he'll, he'll use you and then he'll find a new girl, you know, and manipulate you like a deck of cards, guys. So whoever <laughs> that, whoever that character is in that song, I don't like him. Don't like I think him. that's what, I think that's what she's after. <laughs> <laughs> He's no friend of mine. He's no friend of mine. <laughs> um and yeah, that's really kind of my main takeaways there. The the only negative, well, not even negative, the only thing I would have said is, as much as I quite like the drums being in that hard kind of right channel, uh, I'm just a sucker for keeping the the kick and the snare in particular in the centre. Now, it did come into the centre when that big kind of, um, the kind of big energy developed in the track. So so they brought, the, they did bring those elements of the drums into the centre like you would typically expect I don't know just for me I think it would have um, sat better particularly the kick in that build up section just staying in the middle um, but that that's just I guess for me to add extra low end drive when she's starting to to kind of bring in the drums and bring in that energy and that drive up to the, the real kind of power element of the song so that's that's really it. That's just a kind of it, it would bring it more into the rock field. I understand. So the the mixing choice to have it hard panned like that, it it isn't wrong. It is quite I feel right for the the style that she's obviously got to our genre and whatnot. It's just a personal preference. So yeah, exactly. That's about it. Love the song. Really do. So brilliant song, brilliant songwriter and brilliant deal for you guys to go check out if you do oh, yeah. want to enlist her help. I mean, quite a, yeah, quite it's a bit of a... Quite a statement as well if you say someone like Jamie's yeah. name, how would you yeah. write the song? Yeah, totally. Like if you've had a bit of coaching from someone like that, get it on that CV. <laughs> oh, yeah, I would. So yeah, let's go to our next track. We're staying in the USA. And we've got a great track from Brooks Huntley, and it's called Let Me Feel. Hey, I'm Brooks Huntley, and this is my song, Let Me Feel. A man of science, a man of solutions, a man of compliance, and making up rules when she's lying there crying, saying, why are you trying? Fix me like I'm broken, I'm not broken, I'm just tired Will you let, will you let, will you let me feel? 
Again with the slide guitar subtly in there. I don't know if you guys <laughs> heard that, but you know, it's almost wow. like you plan on just exclusively saying, <laughs> "Don't send us your songs, guys, unless you've got a slide unless, guitar." Unless there's a slide guitar in there, no, we're not interested. <laughs> <laughs> but what a beautiful song! Really is the yeah. harmonies that are in there are just fantastic. And you know, Brooks is a uh, he's residing in Nashville right now, but he's originally from Texas, and I'm not sure if he, if he wrote the song or just performed it with Tyler Ward. And I don't know oh, if you've heard of Tyler Ward, but... I sure have. Yeah, he, he is on this track, Tyler Ward. Is he actually? Yeah. No so way. it's pretty cool. And for those of you that don't know who Tyler Ward is, guys, very famous musician. He's amassed half a billion YouTube views. Yeah. Just let that Crazy. sink in. Just let that sink but in. <laughs> I, I love, love Brooks's voice. Yeah. Just just his natural tone, the timbre he's sitting in is just so, so nice. And there's some clever production things going on there to emphasize that natural tone that he has because it is higher, higher pitched. And one thing that I noticed, there's a, there's a beautiful piano in there, but I think what they've done is they've low-passed the piano to take away the higher, the higher um, just frequencies there just to kind of soften the piano hits mm. and then let his voice so it doesn't fight the piano. Sore. Yeah. And they've done a fantastic job. The, the sense of melody in this song, again, just like the first song with Jamie, Brooks's sense of melody, just the way it intertwines during the whole track, just weaves in and out of itself like so nicely. And yeah, that takes real, real talent to, to write something that good. Mm. And he, he's got a very... He's very self-aware of his own voice and his own vocal capabilities, and he uses that brilliantly in his songwriting. Just, just love it. I love the choice not to have percussion in there, or not a lot of percussion. There's a few cymbal swells and in the bridge. There's like a very soft kick drum, but throughout the track, they've just let his natural kind of softness come through. No need to add much percussion in there. I love that choice, and. You know, the electric guitar, like we spoke about, great tone, fantastic tone. It's prevalent throughout the track, but so, like it kind of fades away and comes back. But mm. It's in there. And the, the vocal dubs that are done during the chorus, you know, the the kind of oohs and the ahs in the background there, just awesome, just lovely, lovely to listen to. The whole song is just, what a beautiful song. The lyrics are fantastic, great story behind it. Great singer, great guitarist, great musician, songwriter. Um, again, this one I had to go through with a fine tooth comb as well. And the only thing that I found is there's a, there's a frequency on the first vocal that I would have notched out, and it's in the sibilant range, so it's in the higher range. Okay, you yeah. probably couldn't get rid of it with a DS because it's not the S. It's just a frequency in there that 
I noticed, and again, it's a really like kind of you know, head in the headphones. Yeah. But you'd never notice it unless you listen to it over and over again and you had audio experience. But I think they've done a fantastic job. And Brooks, let us know if you wrote the song with Tyler or it's one of yours that Tyler has come on because I'd be really interested in knowing. Uh, I've, I've liked Tyler Ward yeah. for a few years now. I've been following his stuff and I'll be following Brooks's stuff from now on because it's yes. right up my street, this kind of stuff. Loved it, mate, honestly. And I love the fact that this track has like instantly a different vibe to yeah. like the first track, you know what I mean? And that's what we're talking about, like when the the artist is creating the difference in those emotions, like instantly I felt a bit more relaxed, whereas a bit more kind of uptight for the first track, a bit like more on edge, just because of the story and because she's creating that kind of environment that we're listening to. But this was really just beautiful vocal, instantly grabbed me really emotive like he performed this very well and i loved his diction so sometimes with singers i find it hard to like understand what they're singing and um, understand their lyrics but he's, he's really clear and i, I love the what like i've put wordiness of the track you're spot I mean. on there with his diction yeah, yeah. like um i just mean like like the the track is very wordy i don't know if that's like a thing to say but it's like it's not kind of he's not dragging out notes on vowels and whatnot it's very kind of is it homopho homophonic or whatever anyway whatever the technical term is i loved it and uh, yeah and this kind of track when it's like this raw and this rich in terms of the acoustics coming through and the acoustic sounds of the instrumentation and also his vocal performance i can just like it's a bit like what you said i can just like see him singing it because yeah definitely th the emotion that he's kind of singing and the, the kind of level of the i don't know that the way he flows his vocal i can just imagine him like in the mic just kind of doing his wee head turns and getting right into it like it's almost as if i can picture him like right there singing it um and that's a really really cool thing because he's he's given that vocal performance that makes me think you know he's right there um right even, even though he's in my ears like i can i can visualize him actually singing it and that's that's really cool lovely high-end reverb going on on the vocal noticed that and of course got to mention the really clean wide acoustic guitars and I love the instrumentation ship, if that is a word. <laughs> the instrumentation ship. <laughs> might be a new word, but I'll go with it. Or wh whatever you, you say. Uh, the musicianship. That's the word. I the musicianship. Musicianship. So they did this kind of, obviously, they're, you know, you, you'd expect them to be playing to a click, but they are, they're kind of just grooving the hammer-ons. Like there was a really nice hammer-on part of the acoustic guitar lick that was just like so nicely grooved i can't describe it it was just it's when you bend the rhythm just ever so slightly just to add that extra human emotion across and i loved that the bass was lovely um it was well mixed it was there but you can't tell it's there if that makes sense so for these kind of tracks when i when i know the bass is right it's like you don't even notice it but you would notice if it wasn't there. Whereas like on a drum and bass track or something like cr where you just want crazy bass smashing you in the face, 
you know, you, you need that to be just like so much more distracting. But I, this was just like low end warmth for me, and it was really smooth and and gentle and nice. Um, in terms of kind of critique, I personally like more of that subtle guitar kind of effects in the background to be brought forward a wee bit. So there was some really nice guitar kind of held effects going on that I could hear. Um, really just wanted more of that because it was adding quite a lot of nice kind of vibrant interest for me. Um, there was some cool vocal delay effects as well that he used. I think it was in the verses where you kind of had the, the vocal, lead vocal and then the delays, you know, kind of leading off and the, the hard pan sides, just a, maybe a wee bit more of that again. So it was something that I picked up maybe on like the third listen, but I really liked it. So I'd prefer to have it maybe more present and then I would have picked it up maybe in the first listen. Um, and just, I liked, like, like you, I liked the kind of simplicity of the percussion. I would have just added a slight, bit on the level of the, the kick just to add that extra oomph but I'm talking few dB you know nothing nothing major so yeah but loved loved this track and very impressed about uh, your fun fact that was, that was yeah, quite a, it's a I, I wasn't expecting that but it's really cool really cool I actually made myself laugh earlier because when Andy and I listen to these songs like we just take our notes <laughs> and uh, I wrote something that could be you know, in a music review that you'd see. So I deleted it, but I wanted to share it because it made me laugh. So what I wrote was an insanely well-written song with passion and heartbreak fueling the emotional vocal performance. Oh, <laughs> that's so cute. It's true. I mean, it's very true. <laughs> but I was like, I'll delete that. It's it's a little bit too, you know, not forward, but it's, a bit, yeah. it's too professional. Do you want his number after that? I mean, that's, that's quite... <laughs> Brooks, if you're listening, mate. I know, he's, he's on to you. <laughs> he's, he's loving you, mate. He's loving you. <laughs> so yeah, cool, I right. it, mate, so, honestly. So we're going to soar across the Atlantic Ocean into the wide, wide land of England. My favourite place. Home girl. Home girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, this, uh, this track is really cool. This is from Darla Jade. And this is her track, Forget You Not. And I'm actually... I'm connected well with Darla. We've we've actually co-wrote a song together. So it's it's with great pride that I introduce her for this song and I'm sure you guys are gonna love it. Hi, I'm Darla Jade and this is my latest single, Forget You Not. It's tough to communicate Cause I don't know what's going on in your head You're always trying to think but can't find the words to say And I hope your memory doesn't completely fade away What will you remember tomorrow? Is there more time you can borrow And it tears you apart But what will you remember tomorrow? Years ago is so easy It's yesterday that's hard This disease is so unkind I pray God won't take your mind You know lyrics from the 50s Even though you're in your 80s But find it hard to remember my name It's so frustrating Wish there's something I could do 
I bet a lot of people will listen to that and like relate to it. That's the first thing I wrote was wrong. like how beautiful and emotive and everyone yeah. I'm sure can relate in some way. And yeah, sad you know, man. If, I mean, like, fantastically written though. Wow, yeah, you can only so create that well emotion if you written. write it well. Yeah. But I mean, I love her already because she's English. <laughs> it's, I, I, again, I knew I, this was gonna come up <laughs> <laughs> I, I touched upon it i think in a couple of episodes ago i love when artists use their accents mm. because mm -hmm. i mean not only for me personally being an englishman in america i don't hear my own accent a Very lot often. so when <laughs> when i hear it especially in music it kind of it, straight away i'm hooked so amazing amazing job first of all i love dala's voice as soon as it kicks in with the piano, I instantly I'm like, yes, love this voice. Again, yeah. just like I said with Brooks, has a very she, she's very self aware of her own capabilities with her vocals, and she writes very well to her voice. Mm, she and, does. and that's just a compliment. There's no, it's fantastically done. I mean, the lyrics are heartbreaking, but you know, like you said, some some something that everyone can probably relate to. I mean, it literally gave me chills when I when yeah. I heard it a couple of times. I was like, "Damn!" Like this hits home. I wanted to particularly draw upon the line, you know, lyrics from the fifties, even though you're in your eighties, but find it hard to remember my name. Like, wow, yeah, so so true. What a great line! And that's exactly the situation that I have with my grandma. God bless her. So is yeah, we can we can sing a hymn uh, or something like that, like a song from the past, um, and she'll know every single word, and then just now and again she'll drift out of of knowing who we are, and it's so that you know that lyric is so relatable for people that have any family member with you know dementia or Alzheimer's, um, and they'll just. Yeah, they'll, they'll just know exactly what that means. And it's a clever, clever, beautiful lyric. Definitely. Like you said about your grandma, like my great grandma. Yeah. She uh, she died when she was 104. So she was she was an old, wow. old lady. But she wow. would she'd tell you things like, so she was nine years old, I think, when the Titanic sunk. No way. So she'd tell you like, yeah, I remember seeing that in the in the newspaper. And you're like, well, but then like she wouldn't be able to tell you what she'd done for the last like, like two months. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, yeah. But you can remember that so vividly. And it, yeah, it just hits you home on a personal note and yeah. just a very, very well written song. I couldn't speak more highly of it, to be honest. And the only thing that I would have done differently is I said I said it in Brooks's track with how they've produced the piano. I'd have just low passed the piano taken mm. kind of the harshness out of it just to compliment Dala's voice more because it is a very emotional song make everything soft in there maybe add some drones and some strings in there at times but I love the song loved it from the moment yeah. I hit play I was like yep this is it yeah and I love I love her like when I heard Darla um, ages ago one of the things I loved about her voice was, like you said, her natural accent and her natural kind of timbre. And she's also, she sings in this kind of, this this way which makes her quite distinct, I feel. Um, 
but in this song, this is different to most of her stuff that I've heard. Um, and this is the first one I've heard of hers that is, that is this emotional and stripped back. And, and it's beautiful to hear the way that she's done the, the vocal progressions. They're very kind of, they're mid and low range for her, her vocal, well, her vocal range, um, which really lends itself to the chilled kind of relaxing and sad and kind of sombre nature of the, the song. Like this song wouldn't suit Darla belting, for example, these lyrics. They have to be sung in that way for us to feel the emotions and it's completely correct. I think, you know, if you if you were to suddenly belt the chorus, there'd be a disconnect there. So that's been that's been well written and well chosen for me. And I think uh, whoever's produced it has really done well with the low end of Darla's voice because because she's singing kind of down there in our lower range, she's got that lovely kind of harmonics coming through and they've done well to keep that balanced as it, as it comes across. You know, it's not boomy or anything when we're listening to her and she's still got that lovely vocal air and that commercial presence on the vocal, which I, you know, which I always comment on because it's, it's something that we all now expect as a listener. The piano, mm-hmm. I think, is well mixed, but also really well played. You can tell it that is. it's like... It's also emotionally played, so I'm going to get it right this time. The musicianship, the music, uh, you know, comes across yeah, there, and that's 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 been very well done. And you know, you can tell that there's quite a lot of bouncing off of each other in terms of the the piano track and the vocal. Uh, and I'm sure that that process came about during the the writing of the the piano track to Darla's vocal vocal melodies. And if that's piano as a VST. They've mixed it even better than I could imagine because it sounds like an acoustic piano um, and it's really blended nicely with the depth of the track. And the last kind of instrumentation point I'll note is that there's this really subtle pad that's in the background. So it's not just Darla and the piano. And if you go back and listen to it again, you'll hear the, the pad and just the subtle kind of droning sounds in the background. And they're lovely. They're lovely. They're there. They're not distracting. They're just saturating that that really kind of emotional content yeah. in the background, and and I love and that. atmosphere. Yeah, totally. Ambience, atmosphere, everything. Um, I think the only thing I would add is, from an instrumentation perspective, I would have like picked the track up naturally with some gentle, just full kind of strum throughs in the chorus, maybe just to again add another a layer of instrumentation some beautiful acoustic strums um that are kind of drawn out would just be the icing on the cake but that's a personal choice for me um and the only other thing is there's a a bit of a distracting kind of click noise just because she's obviously so close to the mic she's so emotional and she's so present there's like a real i mean you have to listen hard for this so this is really super critical but there's like a little kind of popping from I don't know if it's her, her breathing or her, her kind of mouth movements or whatever that just comes through, that I would just notch out. But I was thinking about this earlier. I might, in that process, notch that out, and it removes some of the realness and the live element of that performance. So I may well have put it straight back in. I I just don't know. So again, I'm just shitting my thoughts off and, and that's kind of where my thoughts were so but yeah I loved, loved that it. track Dollar. Me too. Uh, yeah just 
keep on sending it our way if you can because uh, yeah that's I really hope that people connect with this track and, and that it does some good things because it, it deserves to be heard it does yeah definitely I agree so now on to our listener question submissions and we've got the first one right up hi so here's my question should you focus on the genre and the songs you write these days should all of your songs stick to one definable genre as music's progressing obviously the concept of kind of genre bending more unique songs has grown songs that will stand out against the masses of songs out there but at the same time it's hard to kind of market a song that doesn't fit into some sort of particular box love that question mm. actually it's really Good relevant question. and something i think we all try and figure out to some extent yeah definitely you know I mean? um yeah great question megan really good i think it depends what you want to do so strip it back to the beginning what do you want to achieve out the track are you writing for yourself are you writing for other people if you're writing for other people then maybe yeah you might have to write to a specific genre and kind of keep in mm -hmm, sure. mind some of those aspects but if you're writing for yourself there's nothing i love more than hearing as you called it genre bending i liked that that term <laughs> um and again, I think if you try and keep it within a genre, it can kill the creativity and it kills the mood. Because yeah, box you, Again, it's one of those things, that I said it last week, you've just got to take every kind of bit of, wow, I'm really onto something here, ride that wave, like I said last week, and don't think about it too much. So mm. I, I really thought about this question hard and to try and give some positive feedback. And all I could think, like, you brought up marketing and how to market it. There's 40,000 songs added to Spotify every day. That's 14.6 million a year. <sighs> why, why would you stick to a genre when yeah. you know information like that? Because, you know, if you acoustic or like pop music, if you just stuck to pop music, you're only going to appeal to pop music. And it's something that I think Jamie, the first song we heard today, did really well is she kind of went she blended country with rock with acoustic with piano ballad and it's blended with perfect. yeah with yeah, the, yeah honestly the and theatrical I, kind of vibe of it you know exactly and i think the best advice is just don't overthink it if you think oh mm. this this isn't this isn't sticking in the genre that i think i am i just personally think that's a mistake i think just don't overthink things just go with what you like personally if you want to add a lead line that you think, well, that sounds like a metal lead line in an acoustic track, add it. If it sounds good, it sounds good. I think, you know, we as a whole, not just musicians, the world kind of categorize things too much. Yeah. And with music, I just don't think, you know, moving forward, when, you, when we can make music from home, like, just give experiment. it your best shot. Exactly, yeah. experiment. Work with people that are maybe better known for outside your genre and you'll, you'll do amazing things and you know another thing to market your music is you've got to pick the right producer mm -hmm. if you want to write the songs and you want nothing added to it you just want to record it at home or record it with someone and then send it off to get mixed work with the mix engineer yeah. if you want someone to bring something and use their experience and knowledge and musicianship to your track to make it the best sounding track that you can work with a producer and there is a difference between the two and it's something everyone's like oh i'm a producer 
but you know there's a very very real difference and just make sure you go to the right person don't settle for anything all right sounding make sure it's the best sounding thing that you could possibly create because as i said 14 40 000 songs a day on spotify you can't settle for anything that you can't sound like a garage band no it has to be polished and another thing i'll say and we made a video on this a while ago is always be the hardest worker in the room because people won't listen to your music otherwise you 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 can't physically get it out there to like let people listen to it because there's so many people doing it now mm-hmm. it has to be the best it has to be marketed right and you have to be the one marketing it correctly to the right people working with the right people creating partnerships creating an audience and just always be always work smarter and harder than everyone else it's a good answer tom <laughs> i'm not, I'm not yeah. gonna Tough one. I'm not going to really. be able to really to add much more to that. Um, I've definitely experienced myself. I mean, some of the tracks I've put out in the last year have been like emo meets electronic, acoustic meets musical theatre, electropop meets EDM. I'm even now doing like stuff like soul R&B, even Scottish traditional music. So um, there's, there's absolutely no reason I don't think why I can't if I feel that inspiration come fuse different genres together and you only have to look at artists like Billie Eilish, mm-hmm. you know, and her brother who have absolutely smashed their own sound, you know, and in interviews you'll listen to them and they did not want to conform to the usual standard of what pop music sounds like. So, you know, if you listen to... Her, her tunes, they, they are not like any other. Um, and they probably were genre-bending. Well, they are genre-bending. Um, and they've kind of pioneered their own sound and they've broken through that competition, like Tom's saying, of the 40,000 uploads every every day, you know, and 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 really came through the market. And I think people have, have grabbed on to that uniqueness uh, that's came through. So... By all means, it does. I, th- I I think I do agree with you, to be honest, Megan, because it may, it does make the marketing harder. Because I guess with, with all marketing, you have a target audience, don't you? And if you start to fuse genres, you start to blend those audiences together and you maybe don't have as clear a target audience. Uh, and I've certainly found that myself in some of the stuff that I've released and, and how do you try and target those, those audiences um, who maybe like that genre and that genre but they, they wouldn't necessarily like a amalgamation of them together so i still wouldn't let it stop me you or anyone else i think you've just you've got to try and always make music that's emotional and not too samey samey i think people there's so much like tom says stuff out there and it's so saturated because the internet is now allowing people from all walks of life and all countries in the world and locations, bedrooms, studios, you name it, to put music out. And it's so, so highly competitive that you've got to try and do something to stand out. Um, So personally, to summarise, do whatever the hell you want um, and just go for it, you know. Don't don't worry too much. And if people love it for for it, you know, then that's all you can ask for. And, um, you know, I think the best artists out there are the artists that always say after it, 
it doesn't matter if people liked my music or not because I liked my music and I loved it. Um, and I think that's, you know, that, that, that speaks volumes as well to the listener when they can just hear that, that passion come across. So exactly. don't worry about it too much and just, just roll with it. Well, you spoke, you said something about Billie Eilish and like the fact that she's taken over. And there was a yeah. quote, I, I watched an interview and they were saying, because like, they got given real hard time for not recording in a real studio. Yeah. Like totally. a real hard time. And I, I didn't know it was, is it her brother that she writes and records yeah, her, with? Yeah, her brother's her producer. So and her they did bro- it all in their like home yeah. bedroom studio. But Which her, is no different to ours, no, Tom. No, the same you thing. Know, so it's the same setup. But her brother said, like, they were like, so why didn't you choose to go to a real studio? Like, really giving him a hard time, pushing him. <laughs> and he was like, why would I go to a real studio when it takes him an hour to work out why the auxiliary cord's not working? <laughs> and if you've, yeah. ever, if you've ever recorded in a real studio, you know that makes sense. It, yeah, it's, it's very fair. And if he's familiar with his setup, and he, to be... F- to be fair to the guy, he's got all the control that he needs. Exactly, he doesn't um, need any From his home setup, you know, I think it's just, yeah, like why, why the hell not? So, yeah, good that point. was a great good question, Megan. That really made me think. Great question. So the next one's not really a question, but we wanted to include it in the show because, um, well, you'll see why. I'll just play it straight away. Has some really interesting thoughts in this one. Totally, totally. Hey, Tom and Andy, uh, this is Jeffrey. Um, I was just listening to, been going through all the podcasts and listening through um, kind of all of them. I've kind of noticed a reoccurring theme throughout some of the questions um, from songwriters that maybe haven't been, maybe writing a super long time. But I keep noticing that theme that they keep thinking that every time they sit down to write, it should be this amazing experience and they should sit down and be able to just bang out a song from start to finish every time that they sit down over the course of my own experience and just writing for you know over 15 years and writing with other people and just kind of you know picking things up from writers I know that are more experienced than I am and had a lot more success is that you just gotta chill out on the self-judgment and you know just have the mindset and the patience and with yourself to just know that when you show up to write if you just show up that that's that's the success the success is not just sitting um, and finishing that song, although that's awesome, and, you know, really treat it like a job, and, uh, just being creative, like, that's what creativity is, man, sometimes it's, it's flowing, and that's awesome, but the showing up part, that's the success, the success is not, hey, I finished an awesome song, you know, and I'm, you know, flying out the feeling, the success is, hey, I showed up today, and I put in the work, and that is what's going to continue to pay dividends, so, um, that's all I got for you guys, um, you know, really enjoyed the podcast. Y'all keep killing it. Thanks. Love Cheers, man. Love. Cheers, man. Cheers to um, love, man. Yeah, this is this is a guy called Jeffrey Slape out of Nashville. Again, the minute you say Nashville and songwriting in the same sentence, you know <laughs> he means business. He I've means actually, business. I actually wrote a really cool song with Jeffrey recently over Zoom, just oh, at the sweet. beginning of the pandemic, and super, super talented guy. Straight away, we're into it, and within... 15 minutes had a really cool sound and track that I'm yet to record. I need to sit down and do that. So give myself a little slap. Um, <laughs> I can play this is the slap it. you need. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, hey, his, his next uh, submission will be, hey, this is um, not really a question. There's a message for Tom. Have you sorted track yet? it out? Yeah, <laughs> sort, sort it out. It out. <laughs> um, but yeah, I completely agree with everything you're saying, man. And it's, yeah. it is all about mindset. Like we've said, like, Try not to, and it's something that I'm super guilty of, 
is sitting down and maybe starting writing something and thinking, oh, why can't I finish it? Am I not good enough? Am I a fraud? Like all these kind of <laughs> things. And I have to remind myself constantly, just chill out on yourself. Just He's putting yeah. so much pressure on yourself. And, you know, like just take a step back, come back to it another time. And uh, Jeffrey actually says, he's a really interesting guy. As he said, 15 years experience. He's got a lot of wise words when it comes to songwriting. And this is just one of them. And completely agree with it. pretty much everything he said. I mean, pretty much. I agree with everything he said. <laughs> Sometimes you just need to kind of take a step back, not put any pressure on yourself and come back another time and really try again. And, you know, if the song sucks, start again. Yeah. Happens yeah. all the time. Trust me, happens all the time. Yeah. You'll start writing something and you think, this really isn't very good. Scrap that and start again. Start again. And again, like I said it last week, sometimes the mood strikes, sometimes it doesn't. Just got to ride that wave. <laughs> and there's nothing else I can say about it. I think Jeffrey said it all and we just wanted to play it because it has some interesting ideas and insights. So yeah, thanks again, yeah. man. Like really happy to hear you're enjoying the podcast and totally. you'll have to come on soon as a guest in series two. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was lovely um, words to the other listeners as well. So we kind of want to build that as well, like you guys like supporting each other. And uh, I love that. So we could have more of that in the show. You know, if you guys are ever listening to something and you just want to give someone a shout out or support, yeah, let's like send it our way. Like we're cool. We're cool with that. Totally. Um, and yeah, I agree, Jeffrey. It's, it's not always about the de- end destination. It's it's often about the journey. Um but the, the end destination, I guess, is what we get judged on, isn't it, really? So the kind of end destination is the song output that people then listen to. And uh, yeah, I, I guess that message is, is pretty positive. The only thing I'd say is it's not that I disagree with you, but I think that eventually, as well as showing up, we need to deliver at some point. Otherwise, I guess we'll just end up showing up and, and not having any music at the end of the day. So... I kind of, I have this thing where if I feel like things aren't flowing for me and they're, they're not going in the right direction, totally get you, like, you need you need to not beat yourself up about it because that only adds stress and stress doesn't, like, allow you to have that creative emotions. It just doesn't work with your brain chemistry. Um, so it just, yeah, it completely kills your your mood and your creativity and everything that goes along with making music um but what i will say is i do you know if 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 i'm just not in that place and i'm not smashing it that day i'll i'll, I'll say right okay andy we, we didn't get there today but what we could what could we do tomorrow or what could we try or you know how could we improve so that the next time you know i've got a bit better chance of hitting it and i guess that's just you know you as well with songwriting, it's, it's it's so evolving constantly that you've always got to think about that pairing that self-love that Jeffrey's talking about with that self-critique, but not in a way that's like detrimental to your mental health. It's just like that constructive way where you're kind of going, you know, come on, Andy, you can do better than that. And, um, you know, how can we get a better day tomorrow? Or how can we find that sound that we were that we were shooting for and we just couldn't get to um and often I'll walk away from a session and and you know my fiance Mary will, will look at me and go god take it that was a bad session and she'll just see it um, yeah you're disappointed yeah yeah totally and 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 that's completely normal and obviously 
the the listeners that are sending in that stuff, you know, it's it's a it's a valid thing to to be concerned about. But I think Jeffrey's absolutely bang on in terms of in order to quickly get over that hurdle, you need to just go, look, I tried today and failure is, you know, is not a it's a, it's a necess a necess a necessary part. Of yeah. the process. That was a bit of a word. <laughs> word. Uh, Struggle with your words today, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. You were last week. It's me this week. Oh yeah. You know, um, terms. But, but that's, that. Yeah. So I completely agree with you, mate. And um, that's just my other wee spin that I'll put on it. Is just beauty of pairing it with uh, a bit of like well, well leveled self critique. If that makes yeah. sense. One one thing that I would will say is something that I started doing. If you're stuck in a rut musically and you really like, really are in in a deep rut and you don't know where to take it, set yourself very simple goals. Like maybe in today's session, I will make the chord progression for the verse, and it sounds really simple. But if you have that, then morally you're doing a lot for your self belief. And mm. if you do more than just create the the chords for the verse, fine. But yeah. if you make your, if you give yourself that goal, that it's, honestly, it's, it it does work. So that's all I want to say about that. But thanks, Jeffrey. And thanks, thanks everyone that's been on this week's show. It's been a blast. Yeah. It's been class. And one thing I just want to say before we go is, no matter how good or bad you think your song is, it's yours because no one else in this universe. It doesn't matter if you've even just drawed something down or hummed a melody like there's only one of you and only one person that's ever done that. And that's also what's really cool about music is people can can say whatever they like, but there's, you know, no one else has created it the way that you have. Um, and that's something always to be proud of. So, yeah, it's yours and it's personal. Totally, totally. So we'll check you guys out next week um, when we come back with episode eight and like always please send in your submissions and we'll get you on the show <laughs> well said <laughs> over and out over and out thanks a lot guys <laughs>